This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. In this episode of the Metaphysical Connection, episode 39, we explore the origins of Halloween. What started this holiday and what makes the transition into autumn into winter so much different than the other times of the year? What is it about this holiday that makes us dwell upon aspects of the supernatural, the paranormal, and the afterlife? We also go around and share titles of the best Halloween movies that have been released over the past year. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I'm back, Eric. Well, that's that's good to hear. I thought you were I thought you were trapped in another dimension by the blue meanies. <laughs> I was. I couldn't get there last week. Morrison yeah. has another message. He said, "Remember, you shall whip the horse's eyes." Make them scream and cry. That's a nice sentiment. Wow, what what what, what is what is what is he on this week? <laughs> I remember reading about the drummer from the doors being blown away by that line. Like he couldn't he couldn't believe that somebody was saying it. It's Just, almost like a Zen come. Yeah, it's I think that came from the when they used to um, come across the, the ocean and they would have to throw horses overboard sometimes because there was too yeah. much. Yeah, the horse latitudes. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That was a nice thing. Anyway, so so Lord Jim is back. He's, yeah. he's back from the enslavement yes. of the Blue Meanies, whatever whatever right. was taking place with that. Glad to, glad to be back talking to you guys, but not necessarily glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, Jim, um, well, actually, this is this is uh, uh, part of the show prep is that I actually did some uh, some research on something, and just before Walt pulled in the driveway, I got a whole bunch of info dumped on me about Max Spires. Did you did you do any reading on that? It may have something to do with the other thing that you had sent us about all of these all these scientists and doctors are suddenly being killed off. Do, do you have anything on that? I I just read the whole article and I think I sent it to you guys but uh, I didn't uh, download it for today because we had already covered it and I know we're limited on uh, time for articles. All right, so what, what do you have for us this week? Let's start with story number one. Okay, the, these two I'm just going to put out without discussion uh, and I'll you can post them on the news feed. People can check them out for themselves. But there's a a report from the Apollo 11 mission, they found a photograph of uh, uh, an alien missile landing on the moon. It's it's a pretty interesting, and if people want to pursue it further, they can go to your news feed and uh, take a look at it. Uh, there's also um, some unexplained footage from the uh, Japanese tsunami in 2011, which I also uh, send to you so you can post it on the news feed. It's a pretty interesting uh, section of film, I guess, caught from a security camera, and there's some type of white creature that comes out of the water and goes on top of a building and disappears. So I just think, without discussion, uh, people might want to check that out. Okay. All right. I only have one comment for that. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, Godzilla is coming. Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs> it's Rodan. Let's run. <laughs> oh, an ode to all of the bad Japanese horror movies. Oh Monster, God. they I, and I watched every one of them this morning, multiple times. <laughs> yep. And since you mentioned Japan, there's no article, but uh, uh, I just read an article that said that they're calling Fukushima an unreported echo apocalypse. That, that's creeping up on us and people aren't paying any attention to it so anyway um for this article comes from chile um this guy is a um a researcher in anomalous uh, phenomena and ufos and uh, he was an advisor to the chilean airport air force so he has some fairly good credentials and um he also uh, um is you know a a person that does a hands-on healing and he reports about an experience he had with two luminous beings um he said he was uh heading uh to visit uh, a couple of people to do uh um some reiki and some hypnosis on them to do some healing and when he arrived he found two people he said they were fair with light colored eyes and they were tall and they were clad in clothing that was nearly phosphorescent. Um, he approached them thinking these were his patients and he greeted them and they greeted him. And um, he explained to them that he worked in the field of quantum healing when they asked him what he did. And he got a big smile from the one that was speaking. And he says his eyes lit up, his face lit up. He put his hands on my shoulders and I found, I felt a tremendous powerful surge of energy come into my body and he he pulled away and he said welcome to the community and then the, both of them just disappeared said he couldn't talk about it to his wife who was with him till the next day he says it was really a, a very strange experience and you know quite possibly a uh, an alien visitation did, did, uh, i'll send you the link to that did, yeah, did he, he have any idea as to what their i mean was it like part of a mission or something or, or I mean why'd they appear to him Did, he didn't you know, any uh, clarity on that he didn't analyze it uh, he, he talked more about the experience and his reaction to it he he said he became uh, super aware of everything around him but he was in like some type of trance and he couldn't really talk about it or remember it till the next day so that kind of goes along with the other alien experiences people have had, you know, memory loss, time loss. Yeah, they sound like Nordics. Nor Nordic. <laughs> they do sound. That's exactly Nordic what I was aliens, thinking. They do. Which, which are they do. Um, one of the types of aliens that apparently visit Earth, um, and they just seem to show up different times. I know I read another account where these people are out in the desert. Uh, they actually lived out in the desert. They were sort of living away from society, and and these Nordic aliens would visit them fairly regularly. Was a, it became almost a, like a common part of their experience, mm -hmm. and they would share things with them, you know, kind of wisdom type type things, and so that's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting phenomenon. Yeah, it is. Uh, the next article is a. Uh, I found it to be rather intense, and again, I'll send you the link, and people can pursue it further on their own if they're interested to this rather lengthy but I'm just going to try to pull the essence of it uh, the Lascaux caves that were found in France years ago about 1940 uh, <clears throat> they're, they're, they have some of the best colored murals from uh, 
from ancient times uh, that exist about 18,000 years ago. Um, <clears throat> what they found, and they, only recently, uh, there were a series of lines that they think are uh, related to the Paleo-Sanskrit language, which is probably uh, the most ancient root language that we have. And it seems that the animal figures on the walls are surrounded by repetitious sets of these these Paleo-Sanskrit glyphs, which they've translated. Uh, and basically, uh, they think that um, these things predate some type of cataclysm uh, that happened on the planet. And that uh, um, they talk, but the main meat of this is that what they preserved was like a, a sacred sound system uh, linked to uh, infrasonic sound coming from the planet Jupiter. Uh, they called uh, Jupiter uh, Indra as if it were a god and they said that what happened was there was a beneficial amplification of 33 sacred frequencies uh, based on infrasound that revitalized all living organisms on Earth. And evidently, uh, after the cataclysm occurred, uh, Jupiter's influence was diminished and these healing frequencies diminished and, and in some cases went away. Um, they said that it seemed that Atlanteans understood the, uh, the use of infrasound uh, in conjunction with drinking gold and silver nanocolloids in order to um, heal their bodies and extend their lifespan. Um, the other uh, link uh, to all of this is some uh, rather exquisite um, uh, lamps that they found. And um, they believe instead of being carved that they were created with some type of uh, geopolymer slur. Now that's a very advanced technique, at least according to um, our technology today. And if they can prove this, they would link Atlantean techniques uh, of geopolymer casting to um, stone casting that was has been found in pyramid complexes in present-day Egypt, Bosnia, Indonesia, and Ecuador. So there's a lot more uh, to all of this, but I thought that might pique people's interest enough to go to your uh, news feed and, and read the whole article for themselves. One, Did, were, oh, they, were they able to date the uh, the paintings, the cave paintings? Do you, do you know what uh, era they were from? 18, they say that they're over 18,000 years old. And so, they feel that they used a, like a hollow bone, bone to blow the paint uh, onto a prepared surface in the caves. Hmm. And because of the, the uh, climate uh, these things were exquisitely preserved, and like, there was no decay or, or mold or anything on them. So it's like an air, like airbrushing, That's, sort of, yeah. almost. Yeah. Very, very, very much uh, like airbrushing. The, yep, the, the thing that if if they found Sanskrit there, that means that there was a connection at some time between yeah. that area, and you know that's that's Sanskrit is from like northern India, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's you know that's quite a distance from France. Yeah. So, so apparently there was some interconnection between uh, civilizations, which is just another piece of evidence as to that, that, that there's a whole block of history that we don't really have any 
right. clue about. That I mean, might we be have a few clues. That, that might also be further evidence of there being a um, a powerful global um, civilization. Yeah. That we yeah. just we just totally forgot about. Just don't have any knowledge about it. It's exactly. just been erased, eradicated. Probably the the flood did a lot of of that. Exactly. You know, eradicated. Yeah. Most of those kinds of things. Yeah, this article links the flood to some type of asteroid or comet that struck the Earth and destroyed, you know, the previous civilization and perhaps a worldwide civilization. And um, then you have the other. Yeah. Then you have another theory that the, that the Anunnaki were behind that. That they oh, yeah. they, they either created yeah. it or they knew it was coming somehow. Or they made yeah, it happen. Or they, well, yeah, <laughs> they uh, they apparently wanted to get. There was a lot of humans that they wanted to eradicate. So. They, they apparently cre either created this um, disaster with a flood or they um, knew it was coming and didn't tell anybody about it. So the majority of the people other than Noah got got pretty much wiped out um, to, to kind of cleanse the planet. Yeah. One last thing that supports that is that the, one of the glyphs talks about Jupiter diminishing, that the infrasound uh, intensity had diminished to the point where they... They needed to hunt more big game in order to survive because they weren't getting the sustenance they used to get from infrasound. So evidently, they their their science was pre-disaster was pretty tuned up yeah. beyond the first. Probably, yeah. 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 Um, one, one of the stories I wanted to talk about that you sent, and it kind of segues into our show today, which is going to be the, the uh, origins of Halloween. Uh, you, you, you sent a, an article. It was actually from a ghost website i sent it to eric yeah, this yep, morning and I, he can put it on the looking at it right on now the show page um about increased ufo activity around halloween yeah um indicating that there may be some kind of a portal um right. op that opens around this time and and that really uh segues into what we're going to talk about what the origins of halloween are so so you have any any thoughts on that jim or before we um before we wrap it up, yeah, we can wrap it up with this. I don't. I. I, I think I sent that to you because I found it very interesting. I, I. You know, I think that's it's quite possible. I mean, it, the energies may be conducive around Halloween, especially because of the the intention with so many people focusing on it. Uh, I don't know if this apropos. I'll I'll try to send this uh, to you, Eric, but. Uh, I had another article here from an ex-NASA scientist who just tracks uh, UFO sightings from like uh, two, 217 BC all the way through the Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah. the number of sources uh, yes. were tons and tons of, of eyewitness accounts, uh, and and, it, and they showed up in medieval paintings too. They painted like UFOs. And so was so there was there any kind of pattern that that showed up as a result of that, or? Uh... I mean, did, um, did he notice see, when there no, was I more sightings? Or? Pattern, but it, it, it um, it's kind of verifying that they've been with us for a long time, and and uh, ancient peoples have seen them and report, recorded it as best they could. You know, that is that is in in our show links, where this is that NASA scientist goes back and he he, he looks takes a, a a credible look at artwork throughout the ages and finds what could be. Um, allusions to flying saucers or some sort yeah. of strange flying aircraft that right. really don't that defy explanation here mm -hmm. um 
So I, I this, that, that's in our show links. And what we want people to do is just read this and just say, hey, what do you think? What do you what do you think of this? Do you think it has any validity to it? The idea that it, like a former NASA scientist took the time to look for references to flying spacecraft in ancient paintings and ancient artworks is I think it's, it's I think it's, <laughs> you know, it makes me sort of scratch my head because the thing is that these NASA tries so hard to keep its credibility and they will do anything to shut down anything that sounds weird or spooky molder or anything like that. And the idea that somebody actually took the time to do this, I, I think that leads a lot of credibility to, to, to whatever theories that we have on this, mm-hmm. on the fact that we have been visited and, and we've been monitored for, for millennia, not just centuries, but millennia. I, th- I think that that is interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I guess it's appropriate to mention, I'm reading Mike Barra's book, The Martian Artifacts. Uh, I don't know if you've read it already, but uh, he talks about NASA and there and how they just have covered up every single thing, just given uh, out this information. Even to the point, the colored photos coming back from Mars, they they changed the, the they actually changed the color in the monitors so Mars would look red, which was totally bogus. So I, It's funny you brought that up because I just got um, a notification from Amazon that his his new new book is probably at the post office right now. Um, it's it's called NASA and the Secret Space Program. Yeah, it's just just okay. come out. It came out I think October fourteenth. It was released. So I'm gonna okay. um, I'm gonna dig into that. And um, I I actually contacted him to see if we he would do a show with us. But he has a show fee that he said his his agent won't let him waive. Okay. So if we could do a show about his new book, I think that would be really cool. And, and maybe he would, if you know he likes the show, he might post it yeah. for his uh, followers to check right. out. So um, that's something we want to put on our calendar, I think. Absolutely. Okay, well, Reach out to uh, him. Let me know if you, if you do that down the road. I'll get the book and read it so I can uh, partake. Yeah, I'd like to do that relatively soon, maybe sometime in November. Okay. So, you know, put that on your uh, put that on your dance right. card. Yeah, the last thing I want to talk to you, Jim, is um, I really want to talk about this because a lot of people have been asking uh, asking me if we're going to be talking about this in reference to um, Max Spires passing away and conspiracy theorists um, going crazy here. You sent us a link. I'm going to just all I'm going to do is I'm going to read the headline here. It says coincidence. Bankers, doctors and dozens of scientists have been dying mysteriously. And um, I don't I think that when this came out in September um, 30th of, of this year, they didn't have time enough to put Max Byers on the list. But um, what, do you, what do you get from that uh, from that article? What do, what do you think people should be should be reading and, and reading into this article? I, I, well, to me, it's fairly obvious that no, I, I don't believe in coincidence. There's too many people in various fields that are dying. I'd like to know more about each one and what they were researching and how close they were getting to certain things. Uh, that, that might give us more of a clue as to why they were, as far as I was concerned, murdered. Too many of them dying, you know, strangely, suicide, disappearing, heart attack, found in a coma and then die. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's way too many of them dying. There's something going on. I mean, I, I don't put it past, you know, corporate interest of, and, the, and it combined with the government to put out, you know, uh, hit squads to go and eliminate people that rock the boat for them. And who knows what they're rocking the boat about that upsets them. We'll never know because they keep us in the dark. 
the guy that I talked about a, a couple shows back when we were talking about alternative health um, procedures and things like that, uh, he he was he was getting some good results on cancer treatment by purging the the uh, gut and the digestive system and the colon. Right. Yeah. Right. And he had a couple visitors from. I don't know where they were from, the AMA or something. We'll just call them men in black. Yeah, they were yeah, they're like men in black. And they kinda of warned them like, you know, we can't have a we, we can't have an alternative health person getting better results than the medical professions getting on this. So they they, they sort of were, you know, war, warning him to he better stop doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um yeah. so, you know, that 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 apparently happens and you know, this guy has some good credibility, so I mean yeah. I guess it happens. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. There's right a now. long history of intimidation. If you go back to Roswell, all the reports I've read said that the common folk around the area were visited and warned. You know, we'll bury you out in the desert. We'll kill your whole oh, family. Yeah, yeah we talked about. Yeah. we talked about that um, with uh, Tom. Tom Carey. Tom Carey. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. when we talked about his new book, so yeah, I mean, it's yeah, pretty common. You know, well, I'm going to tell step you something. On some toes, they step back pretty. Pretty hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Well, we're recording this about a minute or two ago. I was gonna say something. Um, there was a guy in a silver Nissan uh, Titan pickup truck who pulled a, um, stopped in front of the house, whipped out a camera, took a photo of of the house, and then drew uh, then drove off. It could be the mortgage company just making sure that we live here, but you know, well, I see it, it could be somebody from House Beautiful too. Yeah, yeah, it could be that better homes and gardens, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, this is this is like an anti. This is the way you don't want to have your house look. <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only kidding, Eric. Your house is perfectly beautiful. No, it's not. It it, it still needs work. <laughs> That's okay. It needs. This is like work in progress. Science three thousand. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll we'll. Uh, We'll leave on, I guess we'll end on that note. We'll end thanks, on a thanks high for note. the info. Listen, guys, thank you and have a good show. Yeah, I'm glad you've been released. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Thank it's you. it's really too bad that they don't have a bail bondsman in the alternate dimensions. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, not there. Not there. <laughs> All right, Have Jim. To negotiate. Have to negotiate. Great great news items this week, Jim. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Jim. As always, we are looking for things to promote and share on the Metaphysical Connection podcast. If you have something that you would like us to discuss on the show, you can send us your copy to my email address, info at thefedorachronicles.com. We will help you to promote your events, goods and services, and media that you created like documentaries, books, and even other podcasts that would be interesting to our audience. Once again, drop me a line at info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can find out more about us by going to metaphysicalpodcast.com, where you can find links to our Facebook page and Twitter handle, with more social media to come in the next few weeks. Support the show by going to zazzle.com slash Chronicles for Metaphysical Connection products and items from our other media on the Fedora Chronicles network. So anyway, we're talking about Halloween. We are. We're talking about the origins of Halloween. We are. We are. And by the way, I really appreciate you showing up with your Jedi robes. That's that was really nice of you. Well, you didn't show me any numbers. You, you said you, you gave me a challenge. If you got a thousand new, was it a thousand? I think it was a thousand. A thousand new listeners yeah. or something. I wanted yeah, I everybody. Saw, I saw no numbers. You, oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. So we're on the. You know, we're, 
we're just doing audio anyway, so you can just imagine me in my Jedi row. Well, yeah, yeah. You can fantasize it. See, that's what I was. It. That's what I was going to do. I was going to do some theater of the mind. That's why I said thank you for wearing your Jedi robes. Well, you took it as sarcasm. If you, if you, if you treat me kindly, all right. Today, I may actually put it on and take a picture and send it to you. All right. Um, are you so when the kids show up to your house for 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 trick or treat? Are you, what, what, are you going to wear your your, your your Jedi robes? Oh, or? of course. Okay. Right. With, with nothing on underneath. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> no, only kidding. The idea of Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi being this dirty old man. <laughs> being um, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> un, uh, underneath the robe. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, um, before we get started on the origins, my, my father used to, my father was an um, electronics engineer, so he, he was well-versed in audio and that kind of thing. Yeah. So one year he he had me hollow out a pumpkin and make a jack o' lantern, which we're going to talk about the origins of that too later. Sure. On. But he put a he put a um, he put a speaker and inside the jack o' lantern on our porch, <laughs> and and he had a microphone in the house. <laughs> so when the kids came up on the porch, you know he'd wait till they got up on the porch and getting ready to ring the doorbell, and he'd say, "What do you want?" <laughs> <Something> <laughs> like so the jack o' lantern was actually. Um, actually talking to the kids you know i mean you got some really price i mean some kids actually ran away um, it was priceless it really was it was really good it was funny you know my, my father had a, had, a, had a fairly distorted sense of humor so um he, he got great great fun out of that oh that's awful it was, awesome. it was good though yeah it was good that's good. that's fantastic so I, I just thought i i remember oh. i remembered that last night it was one of my fond <laughs> I, was, I was probably in the just past the trick-or-treating stage so i was like handing the candy out you know yeah so and, um, it so was good it was good can i tell you about my favorite halloween prank yeah go ahead go for it so uh we had some uh, some vandals for a couple of years like the night before halloween you'd have all these kids who high you know junior high high school middle school whatever you call it college age kids whatever Go around and smashing kids on uh, pumpkins. Yeah, it's a, well, that's what happens. Mischief night. And, and so the thing is, there's is, an origin of that. Too. There's an origin of that too. So I had come up with the idea of like a couple of weeks before Halloween, I, I made a scarecrow out of some of my old clothes. Uh, you know, we got a got a. Um, you know, got a dummy head, put it in. Did, and, did it have a fedora on it? Uh, it had one of my old fedoras, an old Stetson. I figured it probably would. And, of course, the thing is, is that it put the hockey mask, mask on and and uh, the scarecrow, and I put it in a chair, and, and everybody could see it for all around. Everybody could see the scarecrow. So, cabbage night, uh, before the sun goes down. Wait, I, wait a minute, cabbage night? Yeah, you know what cabbage night is. Yeah, it's the It's the that. night before Halloween. Oh, you're talking about mischief night? Yeah, we called it we called it cabbage night in cabbage uh, night. I, I haven't heard of that. That must be a Vermont thing. It's a Vermont thing. Wow, right? Where's the origin of that? Canada. I understand. Well, like they, they throw cabbage. Yeah, they throw. Yeah, yeah, they throw like rotten cabbage and stuff nice. like that. The, nice. You know, night before Halloween. Yeah. Okay. So I, I never heard that. So the thing is, I, I I took my scarecrow apart and I and I put the scarecrow's clothes on with a hockey mask and the old Stetson. And I sat <laughs> with my machete <laughs> right where the scarecrow used to be. So wouldn't you know it, like around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, these kids are coming down the driveway to smash the pumpkin. And I stand up 
with a machete with a machete and start walking towards them waving are you waving or? <laughs> these kids are like totally like oh my god holy shit yeah. <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> yeah it's good eric i i've i've seen that sort of versions of that where people you know pretend it's a dummy and then all <laughs> and then all of a sudden they jump up right. yeah so that's funny that's one of the reasons why kids don't come to my house anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand that. I want to ask you just before we get started here yeah. with the with the the real show here. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh well, I, I've I've got to go with candy corn, I guess. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of just pure Halloween candy. Yeah. I mean, discounting what you get when you when you what you would get when you went trick or treating. Exactly. You know, you get hopefully get these nice sized candy bars. Baby Ruth and those all those Snickers bars and things like yeah, that. But yeah. I have to say, overall, I'm, I'm going to have to go with candy corn. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know, because it's a tradition, I guess. Yeah. What do you think? What, what's yours? Um, I just got to go with the Kit Kat. I just got to oh, go with okay. Kit Kats. You're going to go straight up. Just straight up. straight up. Yeah. Straight up. I think one of the things about candy corn is you can only get it sort of like certain times of the yeah, year. Yeah, like so pumpkin spice. Kind of makes it special. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading about that, too. It's 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 very challenging to make that yeah because it's different layers of whatever the whatever it is. is that they use i don't know yeah. some kind of, i mean i don't eat candy corn anymore but what <clears throat> i don't it's just too sweet okay um but i love i used to love it i used to eat it like in layers i like i'd eat the white part and then really bite the the next layer yeah it's kind of ritualistic i guess that's kind of cool that yeah. is yeah so. that is but there's some candy corn that was better than others some of it was like really just way over the top too sweet yeah and others were the better quality candy corn was what I always strived for. Here's a quick question for you. Get it, though. Yeah, here's a quick question for you. Uh, did you did you have a favorite uh, uh, costume when you were a kid? Oh, I know. I, I guess I'd have to say vampire. Yeah. Vampires always scared me. Really scared me for yeah. some reason. I, I don't I don't know what that was. I I when I was a kid I. Had, I had a, my bed had this like closet next to it, it was like a right. low because I had a bed like under the eaves sort of thing where it was yeah. a low wall and next to it was like a sliding closet where my parents kept whatever in there what know, junk stuff uh, but I was convinced there was a vampire in there I, I don't know why I just I just knew that some night that door was gonna like and there were two sliding doors that like opposed each other you know? yeah and I was convinced that <clears throat> some night I was gonna wake up and one of those doors was gonna be slowly opening and there was gonna be a vampire in there and he was gonna jump me sounds bite, awesome bite my neck and turn me into a into a vampire that sounds I, awesome I, I just was convinced of that I don't know why it just, it just it was, was freaked me out you know? it just was yeah. so I don't know and then yeah. and then like as a segue yeah, there was a girl who had some illness. I don't remember. She was like my age. She was like ten or eleven. Something. Yeah, she's in my class actually. Um, she had some viral thing or something. I don't yeah, know, and she died. Yeah, and and that really, you know, that's when you're a kid. That's weird. Oh so yeah, class died. The idea that somebody your age died. <clears throat> so the vampire in that closet then became her. Like uh, she was in there, but she was dead. You know, right. So that closet, or she was, was a source of more something. Yeah. She wasn't looking good. I know that one. Yeah. Um, she was all pale and yeah. green and everything. So, so that closet was a source of a lot of yeah uh, angst for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got past it. Yeah. I hear you. 
I came out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I got away from the closet anyway. So anyway, so you want to get going? On yeah. Our, on our, so our so we're du jour? we're talking. The, what's French for t for of the week? Because I know it's not du jour. Du jour is the day of the of, day. Of the uh, day. I don't know. We're gonna have I to look that up. Enough French to, to even weigh in on that. I know. I, I know just enough. How do you say week in French. I, don't know. I I know just enough French to order some champagne and get my face slapped. Okay. So well, that probably so. will get you through most circumstances. Exactly. Uh, but I have to say, <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited about the show because Halloween was always one of my favorite holidays. Yeah. I don't know about you. No, I hate. There was aspects of Halloween that I really well, hated. There's people hate. It. I know. There's people that hate Halloween. I've heard people say that. I was like, I always like anticipated it for months yeah and it was my second favorite to of course christmas where you got right your gifts but, right but no i always thought halloween was like the coolest thing where you could wear a costume and go out and get unlimited amounts of candy i mean what's the downside of that i mean why didn't you like it you well it, it was well, the thing is is that you find out really quickly who who and what your family is on certain holidays my mother hated halloween Really? And she would not take us. She was a single mom. She had bad Halloween experience. She she must have. Yeah. She must have had like Halloween trauma. And the, she would not take us out trick or treating. We'd do three houses, and then she said, "That's it. I'm I'm done." Really? Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. And uh, Sarah, I we had. I mean, I had carte blanche. I could go out. Yeah. Just. You know, I had hours, like I had to be in by a certain time. I think the worst... I mean, I we'd cover, like, I, I live in a really small town. We'd cover the whole damn town. The worst part was being stuck at home on Halloween with other kids coming, trick-or-treating. Because whatever whatever candy was left over, that's, that's that was that was ours. And kids are coming at the door, trick-or-treat. I, th I thought it was weird how... Other kids around the neighborhood could trick-or-treat, except for me and yeah, my brother and sister. And that was like, that was a, Jesus, that was fucking painful. Right. Pardon my language. I, I, now I, now I have some clarity as to how you ended up the way you are. Right? I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear now. I mean, what, you know, have, have your Halloween thwarted like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's traumatic. That's, yeah. That's some psychological pain right there. Oh, yeah. well, still. So, so if you were. And I know you're not kidding. I, I know. No, no, I'm not kidding. If, if you, I mean, that's part of childhood. I mean, I, I, that's a that's big, part of big, other people's big, childhood. Big part of my childhood was getting, yeah, you know, thinking of your costume and thinking of something cool and going to the Halloween parade. Yeah, and, no, that was forbidden you know, in my that house. Stuff. That's too bad. That's yeah, unfortunate. Um, so if you got the leftover candy, I'm guessing that you tried to kind of short circuit the candy ball and were you like breaking breaking them in half and giving kids like half a candy bar or, no no because they were looking all, around the house for alternatives they were like, all the fun out size tums or something they're all know? fun size you know? oh, yeah well you could still break and they're all like uh, mount, that, mounds and almond joy out. mounds and almond joy that's what my mother gave out really arms really? yeah which is, I mean, I, I and I and I, I love, I love mounds and almond joy. I mean, I, I preferred the mounds. I, I no, I wasn't big on the almond joy. I don't yeah, know. yeah, very similar. Except one's light chocolate, one's dark. Yeah, I always like the dark chocolate. Want to get rolling with the topic? The topic is the origins of Halloween, and the thing is, is that as we were reading this in broad daylight, the more creeped out I was. Really, there is something about. Equinox. That's when, that's when the day and the night are, are equal. Or practically, yeah, right, that right, they are right. literally equal. Right. There's as, and there are a lot of cultures out there, especially European cultures, that believed that the that the the, the curtain or the veil between 
the, this world and the next is somehow pulled back or thinner. Right. And that so many cultures from all over Europe, especially the uh, the uh, the British Isles, as they are Celtic, now, Celtic, the Celtic, Celtic yeah. the Celtic cultures, they all believed that there was something going on here right. at this time of year. And there were a lot of this is when you would have a lot more sightings of I mean, it, just things from the the paranormal, the unexplained, supernatural, yeah. fairies and all kinds of everything that you could possibly yeah. imagine. And well, why is that, Walt? And that's what we're going to get. Well, here. they actually had a festival. Yep. And this now we're going back to Celtic um, pagan ritual ritualistic type things. Yeah. And this is this is around five BC. Well, it goes back even five BC. This is when this this is when this festival was said. Okay, I mean, there's no documentation. Right. So, so they're they're guesstimating. They didn't have a Wikipedia back then, huh? Uh, no, apparently not. Um, so so there's this festival called now now I would pronounce this word Sam Lane. That's the way it looks. However, the real pronunciation I discovered is Samhain. Yes, I did read that. Yep. Um, but it's spelled way different than than the actual, and that's probably celtic or yeah um, it's original celtic word yeah celtic yeah. word so so that accounts for the for the pronunciation of it so so the Samhain was apparently the uh lord of the of the dark world that's that's where the name comes from that's who this who this guy was he was kind of a god i guess in some ways that they felt that they had to um placate Got a, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's the sort of like the day where they would give the devil and the demons their due, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So they they believe that at this time of year, which was actually coincided with, as you said, the the autumnal equinox, when yeah. when, when night was beginning to take over, overtake the day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, they would have this festival, and 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 what it came down to was they were they were really celebrating the harvest. Mm-hmm. Because this is when the you know when they had brought in all their crops and everything, and yeah. they, you know, uh, and also they were celebrating the the souls of of their dead. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a two two twofold uh, origin for the celebration. So what they would do is they would they would um, put out all of their fires in their houses. Yeah, um, celebrating the the begin the beginning of darkness, the coming darkness, the coming darkness. Right? Yeah. And they would have this big bonfire that mm-hmm. they would light. And this big. would now this would go on for like three days. Now this is a big thing. Was it, was was this the community bonfire? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. everybody brought something to burn? I didn't get any I didn't get any information on yeah. that. But I but I guess it was in some sense. So they had this big bonfire and they had you know, they had a big festival. They got you know, yeah. they did some party and they were celebrating the the end of the you know, of the season, the yep. harvest, and yep. the fact that they were, you know, when when the weather starts turning cold, people kind of stay indoors more and, and do, you know. Yeah, we do, sure do. Do, do yep. chores inside rather than yep. going out and freezing, yep. so to speak. So uh, what they would do is they would um, have this big festival, and after it was over, everybody would take home, would get an ember from the bonfire and take it back to their house and light back up the fire in their house to to get ready for the winter so it was a, so it was kind of a you know it was kind of a ritual that they did sounds it was, awesome it was though. a it was a 
you know, it's a metaphor for igniting the warmth and getting the house warm again and, those, you know, to get ready for the winter. So that's kind of cool. But what did they, what do you think they carried the embers back to their house in? I could did only you, imagine it had something to do with a pumpkin or a potato or some well, kind of it was, something. Yeah, that it they was carved. actually a turnip. A turnip. Right. They would carve a turnip out, which is no easy task. Have you ever carved a turnip? I have not. Have you? It's not unlike carving wood. It, it, it's, it's meaty. Yeah. I, I, it's, 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 a, it's, yeah. Woody. it's a woody, pulpy kind of thing. So. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, it was no easy task to carve a turnip. But. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what, that's the container they would use to take the take the ember back to the, to the, to the house. And kind of, you can kind of see that becoming the, yeah. the tradition of a lighted uh, gourd of some kind. Exactly. Which, which eventually turned into, as we know, the pumpkin. But there was a reason for that, too, which we'll get to right. shortly. So um, that, that tradition morphed into, did you, did you read about Stingy Jack? Let's talk about Stingy Jack. Do you, do you know anything about him? I know a little bit about Stingy Jack, but and I know you know more than I do. Well, about not Stingy necessarily. Jack. Uh, this is an Irish kind of folk legend, right. Stingy Jack. Now, he, he, Stingy Jack was this kind of reprehensible character, and, and he cheated people, and he you know he would never spend a dime on anything. And, Are you sure his name wasn't Chuck? <laughs> well, it might have been. I don't know. It might have been his <laughs> sub name. <laughs> uh, so. He had a bad, you know, he had a reputation as being this guy that, you know, made questionable deals with people and, and tried to get over on them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but he also had a reputation of jousting with the devil. So so he had this ongoing sort of game that he played with the devil where he would try and come, come up and saw him. Uh, one of the things he, he did was he talked the devil into going up into a tree. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know what he lured him up there with but and then he carved crosses all around the the trunk of the tree so the devil couldn't get down wow yeah so he's a pretty pretty crafty guy that's pretty awesome jack yeah uh so the devil was stuck you know i mean he was basically screwed staying in this tree i mean he was the devil so you have to figure he might have had some alternative method of getting down but apparently he didn't so you know jack got him and and in order for jack to 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 chop the tree down to free the devil, he made a deal with him, and the, and the deal was that he he wouldn't the devil wouldn't get his soul. Yeah, right. So he you know he was kind of free from going to, going to hell. Um, however, that came back to to haunt him when uh, when he died. Yeah, he uh, he tried to get into heaven and no dice because you know of all these bad dealings he had made with people and all that. It just wasn't a good, wasn't a cool dude. No, huh? it wasn't a, he wasn't a good guy. He, didn't, he didn't, didn't have a good life, you know, he helped people out and stuff. So then he, alternatively, went to hell, tried to get into hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no vacancy sign yeah. for hell because the devil, devil was like, hey, you know, we made the deal. You're not getting in here either, you know. So so the, the guy had nothing, you know, he had nowhere to go. So, yeah. so he was kind of in limbo. And, and as he was leaving, the, the devil tossed him a, an ember and um, he kept it in a, in a hollowed out gourd. So he was, he was doomed to, to wander through eternity with this glowing ember in a, in a gourd. And if, if you saw that, if people saw that out in the forest or something, and it was stingy Jack looking, looking to get into the house or something like that. So that's one of the, so that morphed into the jack-o'-lantern too. People would put those out to kind of keep him away. 
So somehow it sort of flip-flopped. Huh. Yeah. So that's a legend of Stingy Jack. I thought that was kind of cool. That is. That is yeah. that is really kind of cool. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it to the Irish. Yeah. So one of the one of the things about Halloween too is that the Irish are, are storytellers, you know. So so that's one Damn of the great, great great traditions of um, of Halloween is telling ghost stories and yeah. those kinds of things. Which I love. I mean, I love a good ghost story. I don't know about you, but oh, are you, are you crazy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best when you, like, especially when you're sitting around a campfire and uh, you know it's all dark around you, other than the yeah. fire and somebody, some you know, good story. Storytelling is an art. You know, the, the Irish have have it perfected. Yeah, yeah. When I was in Ireland, uh, we did we did mostly B and Bs. We stayed in. Of course, and a lot of the Irish B and B keepers would come down to breakfast and they tell you these these Irish stories which you know weren't necessarily Halloween stories or ghost stories but they were just good stories and there's an art to it there's a there is there's a progression to to a good story yeah you know? yeah there is when you draw the people in and like Mark Twain was a was a really great storyteller yeah you know he would he would get people on the edge of their seats um so you know that that was the tradition of the jack-o-lantern yeah and that's really how the whole festival started so so the the celtic um traditions pagan traditions is what really led to what we now think of as halloween yeah exactly um now that that kind of morphed too over the over the course of time um that when the when the christian thought pattern started coming in um, now now the romans sort of brought that to the uh to the british isles or, or what they call they had a name what they call they called it um what was the name they had for the for the british isles do you remember oh my god you're killing me here yeah started with a g anyway it's not great britain well, yeah it's not, no, no, great, it's not britain. great britain no, no, yeah no, that came later um but they they never actually conquered the the british isles the, the, the irish and the they just Sox sort of occupied them. they just yeah they didn't really conquer them and so as a result their culture kind of blended right with yeah. the, with the celtic culture and they gradually chipped away at the pagan um yeah. rituals and things so one of the things that they brought in was a festival of Pomona, yeah, who was a goddess. Yeah. Well, she was a goddess of fruit. Uh-huh. She was probably fruitful. And that's where the tradition of the apple came in, uh, where you would get like candy apples and yeah. bob, bobbing for apples. Right. Which was a, apparently that became something where whoever got the apple was going to be the next one to get married. It's kind of like catching the garter or something. Right. I don't know. Anyway, did you ever, did you ever? get the apple and i i I'll, never did well I'll, I'll tell you the best halloweens that i had in my entire life was in my 20s and i was working at this restaurant or this bar this college bar restaurant it's like by day it was a high-end restaurant by night it was it was a college bar it was mm-hmm. it was okay. weird it turned sleazy after dark yeah yeah well no it was always sleazy but it, no. was, <laughs> <laughs> it was sleazy with food during the day exactly <laughs> getting back to pomona um, this is when the, this is when some of the tr- traditions started to kind of yeah. morph. Yeah. Um, and then and then you started getting the, the Catholic Church, Church involved, and and they really wanted to really get away from the pagan end of things. Uh, yeah. So you had one of the popes, I think it was Pope Gregory, one of the early popes. One of the he, yeah. He he kind of morphed the holiday into All Saints Day. Yeah. Um, to celebrate the the saints, which really didn't have a day of November celebration 1st. at that point yeah. right which was November 1st and then that changed into All Saints Day changed into 
uh, All Hallows' Eve. Right. Uh, now, that came from the Jewish tradition, where, where, the, where the Celts actually believed that um, November 1st was the, begin- it was the beginning of the new year. Yes. Um, so that the old year had died and um, the new year was beginning. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, now, the Jewish tradition is that the day actually begins at sundown mm-hmm. the following day and then goes to the sundown of the next day, mm-hmm. which is where the, the Jewish holidays are based on that. Yeah, um, yeah. It begins at, at, is it Rosh Hashanah that begins at, yeah, at sundown? I do. Yeah, I think. I'm not that familiar with it, but at any rate, so that's where the where, that's where All Hallows Eve came from, which turns into All Hallow Evening, mm-hmm. and then even, and then it kind of morph kept morphing into kept morphing into Halloween, which is now Halloween. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but the but the idea of it being the eve of November first, mm-hmm. so that's why it's Halloween. So actually, Halloween really is in the evening pre-November first, which yeah, is why exactly. it's the thirty-first. But in, I mean, we yeah. we now celebrate Halloween sort of days ahead of time. No, I mean the uh, thing is, for a lot of us, I mean, Halloween is a is it's like a, a season. It's a season. It, yeah. it literally is. If you right. if you would ever to come and visit New England, you would realize that as soon as it's October first, man. That's when it really starts rolling. Got the scarecrows out and the yeah jack o' lanterns and the pumpkins and the, all that stuff. But the thing is, it's not just the the druids and the and the and the and the and the Celts that believe in this time of year being supernatural. One of the things that um, I mean, harvest time is a time of superstition. Mm-hmm. Whereas they have all of these superstition rituals to protect the harvest, to guard the harvest, make sure that the, right. that everything right. is. Right. And it's also a day when people actually believed that it's the one time of the year when your when your dead relatives would um, would be able to interact with the living right. for a couple of hours at mm-hmm. night. So it was kind of a, almost a celebration. In, of that a celebration in, yeah. in a sense but there's also some some dark underpinnings to that too uh the, the going back to Samhain that yeah. festival um, they believe that Samhain the underlord of, of the darkness or the overlord of the darkness actually released souls yeah they were coming back into this world through this thinned veil between the two dimensions and not only the and not, and not the good uh, souls but the bad souls yeah too. they were they were coming back to do some some which is why you got stuff which is know? why you got into a costume to sort of disguise yourself exactly so that's spirits where the, wouldn't yeah that's where the that's where the idea of costumes came from but you would have think that so you could fool them into thinking that you were one of them by dressing up yeah you know so, so that's where that tradition came from and then um also the the idea of giving uh, giving out things when people came to the door, which is what we you know call yeah, trick or treating now. Right. Um, the idea that you would they they would the um, these souls and and sometimes fairies too yeah. would dress up as beggars and things like that to kind of mm-hmm. fool you. Yeah. And, and and get into your house, but if you gave them something, it would keep them away. 
Right. So that's where the tradition of handing out things to to these, you know, creatures or whatever they were look, looking for to to get in, kind of like the black-eyed children, sort of. You know, a lot. I mean, when you like, think about that, a lot like the black-eyed children. Yeah. So when you think about that, that whole black-eyed children thing kind of fits in with the whole yeah idea of. Um, I'd be interested to, to to know. Maybe David Weatherly would know. We could maybe get some get an email to him or something um whether there's a, a bigger sighting of black eyed children around halloween or if there's any connection yeah which brings us to uh, if they our, are exactly if they are really interdimensional beings which is yeah which there's some conjecture about that which brings us exactly to one of the articles that you sent us talking about increased ufo sightings right. around this right. time of right. year and jim had mentioned this in the news as well whereas mm-hmm. um I don't even know. I mean, we'll call it UFOs only because they're unidentified flying objects. We're not saying that they're aliens. We're not saying anything except for they're strange lights in the sky that occur during this time of year. Right. Why? I, know, I just saw a video the other day that was just recorded. It was from some the roof of some big hotel, and, and it was these sort of groupings of, of lights yeah. that were, you know, flashing and and they were kind of all over the place they were like orbs or something right but it was a cluster of them i mean 20 maybe it was a bunch of them it's a, it was a lot this was recent it was, it was a, a lot few days yeah. ago actually. yeah so you know gives you a little credibility to what we were just saying that there's some opening or portal or something that opens for whatever or, reason you know, this is the this is the time of year or one of the times of years when there's a massive sighting of lights in the sky yeah or, and, and who knows what it, i mean could it could it have to do with it maybe with the tilt of the earth or or the proximity of yeah of the earth in in the cosmos or earth energy or yeah all of the above you know may, maybe that stuff is all connected somehow. well if you well the thing is is and that maybe that's where these festivals go back to you know yeah they knew that somehow they, they understood that and on top of everything about two nights ago, Carol and I got up in the middle of the night. Well, it was mostly Carol. Got up in the middle of the night because there was a massive magnetic storm that that was that came from the sun. It was supposed to give us these incredible aurora. Mm. And the thing is, is that it was like it's this time of year. So the thing is, you combine this time of year with with the equinox, and then you have the solar suns. I, you would think that that would be the perfect ingredients for yeah, a very yeah. active supernatural I, I sighting agree. and whatever. I, I would agree with that, yeah. But there is something about this time of year when we become retrospective towards the past, where you know we think about you know earlier incarnations of, of our town or the places where we live. Uh, we think about, you know... Um, friends and family that have that have passed into the into the next realm or whatever and and uh we're not the this is not the only culture that does that no no and and there's an ancient tradition of that too yeah so so i guess the the next logical point is how did how did this halloween tradition get over to the united states well um in the 1800s 1840s i guess there was a potato famine in Ireland and there was a wave of Irish immigrants that came over to the United States and and they actually brought that tradition with them so that's that's kind of what the you know what the wave of Halloween celebration yeah, that's where it came, came from. from yeah um, and oddly enough the 
the tradition of hollowing out the turnip turned into hollowing out pumpkins because pumpkins are a are a native crop mm-hmm. for you know for North America. Should, so yeah. so it's a logical stage. Plus, when you think about it, it's a lot easier to hollow a pumpkin out than it is yeah a turnip. Yeah, it sure is. Um, I don't know what kind of tools they used for that even, but you know the pumpkin you open it up and it's basically hollow. You got to that's get already the, get, hollow. Get the guts out and then carve it up and you're good to go. Yeah. So that's where the the tradition of using pumpkins came from. Yeah. Um, and there's 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 a lot of traditional things that we think of as Halloween. Yeah. You know the jack o' lantern. Okay. Well, jack o' lantern. Where did that come from? We, you Stingy, just told Stingy us. Jack, yeah. You know? Um, and then they carved a face in it to, to kind of scare him away. Right, you know? yeah. So, you know, that's where that, that tradition comes from, of mm-hmm. carving out pumpkins and making a jack-o'-lantern and putting them on your porch with a light in it. And, you know, makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of fun. And, and it's fun. Kids like that. I mean, I loved doing that when I was a kid. Reaching your hand in there and all that. Getting that cold all goop that out. slimy that's one of that's one of, there, you know. And that's one of the best... It's like gushy and, you know, it's kind of gr- kind of nasty, but it's kind of fun too, you know? Yeah. It's one of those kind of things that it's on the border between, yeah. the, you know, good and bad. It, it, <laughs> you, and, and that's where, as, as kinda, children... It's kind of sick of us in some ways. You get to test your mantle. You get to <laughs> that's test true. That's how, true. how much right. of a man right. are you? Right. Or you, do you wimp out and put, like, plastic gloves on? Or <laughs> yeah. Do you dig, get right in there barehanded and, yeah. and get that stuff out of there, you know? Yeah. But that was always fun. That was always a big part of my Halloween. Was mm-hmm. and were were you allowed to do that? Was your, no. your mother really? No. Wow, you you really had a, had a, a an aborted Halloween. It was pretty experience yeah. when you yeah. were a kid. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I I feel yeah. bad for you. The first pumpkin. So I think have I... you made up for it as an adult? I mean, have you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Board? Yeah, I go crazy with it for, for well, with my kids. You're making up for it. That's what uh, yeah. So the thing is, is that uh, I, the first pumpkin that I actually really carved myself, I think, was when uh, yeah, I was with my dad in October 1987. How do you remember that? Because I just because I it's, it's a, like it was a, a big like deal. A benchmark in your it life. It was a big deal. Wow. I still have pictures of carving my first pumpkin at the age of like Jesus. What was I? Eighteen. Yeah, that's too bad. That's yeah. Too bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You really had an underprivileged childhood. Yeah. As a oh, I went to freaking town. The thing yeah. is, is that wow. it was just like I put this this painful hurt expression on the pumpkin's face, and I took the guts, and I had it made it so look it like, like a, it was... It was like a cathartic experience yeah, for you. Yeah. And I had the, the guts of the pumpkin on the outside coming <laughs> so, out of its mouth. Really? Wow. Yeah. You get a little sick with it, huh? Yeah. Huh. Boy, it was like freaking, a metaphor for your... Yeah. For your... Yeah, Halloween's. I guess so. Of course, it's wow. like so. So here's another Halloween. I did story. Not, not know this about you. Eric. This is a revelation to me. So um, a couple of years later, I'm working at this restaurant. I was, I think, I was 22 or 23 at the time, and the owner of the restaurant that I was talking about earlier. Just the same restaurant. That you, same restaurant. You bobbed for apples. The owner's wife had <laughs> had filled up the back of her Range Rover with about maybe a, a couple hundred, maybe pumpkins. Really, and she came in, and keep in mind that I was already going to school. I was working another job, delivering flowers and balloons to people all over the region. I and uh, I just finished a shift, and afterwards, a half a bottle of, of maybe it was gin or wine. I don't remember. And uh, she said, oh, "Eric, uh, it would be a difference. It was a half a bottle of wine as opposed to half a bottle right. of gin. Well, a bottle of gin, you would have been pretty." 
I was pretty. pretty, I, pretty I was. I was feeling. I was feeling no pain, especially mm, when would, the when think. especially when the when my knife went through my hand and cut me right to the bone. Ouch! And blood was everywhere. Yeah, I would imagine. Everybody wow. thought it was a prank until I said, "No, I really need to go to the hospital." <laughs> That's actually real blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so then, I guess Halloween from the 1800s started turning into something that was a, a you know a yearly celebration and yeah. i think at first it was sort of not really well received right it was viewed as a you know as a tradition coming over from the old world and yeah those, people people like to kind of get away from those those, kinds of things those damn shanty irish right right and then then it started turning into just kind of a fun celebration where people you know they got dressed up and um it's the International Masquerade and Costume Day. Yeah, yeah, and then and then trick or treating, I think, started to catch on. Yeah, uh, tr- trick or treating, interesting, interest, interestingly enough, um, started again in the in the British Isles. But the but the wealthy people, the the, the well to do people, would make these cakes. Mm-hmm. They're called soul cakes, and it was like a bread almost kind of. Yeah, they would put currants in it, and they put it out on the porch. Mm-hmm. And poor people would come, and they could get a piece of it if and only if they were to pray for the souls of the dead relatives of the rich people. So they sort of had to, you know, they could get the bread, but they had to do a little. That's that is really cool. And a little work for it, you know. So so yeah. that's where where the idea of trick or treating came from. That's pretty cool. I mean, that was very early on. You know, yeah. that was, I guess, probably in the. I don't know, eight or nine hundred AD or something around mm-hmm. in that area, maybe a thousand. I don't know. Anyway, so so trick or treating has gradually morphed into yeah. into what it is today. Going around with a big bag and getting a, a bunch of candy and rotting exactly. your teeth out for at least one day. Um, so bringing it forward now, I guess into the Halloween didn't really really get real popular until like the thirties and forties. Yeah, when like pre pre-war i guess yeah when people started uh the advent of plastics too, yeah where people could um you get masks you can buy cheap masks <clears throat> right and you could and you and you remember those costumes you used to they get smelled like a, from a formaldehyde yeah they came in a box yeah and that was always like one of the coolest days when i was a kid was to go to the to the five and dime yeah where they had had gotten in all the costumes and you didn't want to wait too long Right, because you know if you wait if you waited till like a couple days before Halloween, all the yeah. good ones were gone. You know, so you ended up with some stupid clown costume or something, which would have gotten you, I know. But, oh yeah, but there were all the cool ones like um, superheroes and stuff. They were there; they were like long gone. So, so you had to get there early. You know? Yeah, so I used to bug my mother to yep. take me down there and get <clears throat> get like a Superman or something. You know, and, um, but that was always cool because I mean it was it was really pretty cheesy. It was like a like a one piece. Thing it was, that it t- was like kind a of bib. tied in the back. It was like it was like a, was yeah. like a plastic apron. Or yeah, a, and it yeah. was like shiny material. Yeah, uh, the early ones were a little bit better, I think. I think so. And then you get the you get the plastic mask with a with a with elastic a, with thing elastic. on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the elastic broke. But when I was like seven, eight years old, it was like the coolest thing there was. You know, it yeah. just didn't get any better than that. Yeah. You know? So, um, and then then I grad then you gradually change into like making your own costume right you know, and, and making right werewolves and that as you as you progress yeah uh, but they still sell those things i think, I think yeah they still i guess sell those costumes. yeah they do yeah, they do. yeah. um i think walmart probably makes a lot of money off of those 
Yeah. But Halloween's become such a huge deal. You know, I mean, it's like a big, huge revenue thing now for stores. And, yeah. I mean, they actually have stores dedicated to Halloween. Yeah, they sure for, do. Yeah. For a short time, you know, for. Yeah. They're open for three, Any, for, like three a, or four months yeah. preceding Halloween. Like a band. You can get anything there. Yeah. Know, cool stuff there. Exactly. Blood and all, all kinds of. Yeah. Cool stuff to. You can. You can pretty much make whatever costume you want now. exactly you know whereas when i was a kid you had to you know scrounge, you were stuck with whatever they had you know, yeah feed bags and things you yeah know. um so yeah so then in the 40s it started turning into uh this is like a fun thing you know yeah they're, they're, i don't think anybody really thought about the the origins behind no it no nobody that's you know? that's one of the things where it's like maybe you'll talk about that for about five minutes in school whereas it was all about it was all about prayers for the harvest. Yeah, that's that's sort of what it was euphemized into. Yeah, nobody ever talked about yeah. the scary part of it, which was the cool stuff that you that really, was a, wanted, you yeah. really wanted to talk yeah. about. That you know, uh, so so that's when the the, tr- the tradition of mischief night, and it's also yeah. called Devil's Night. You called it Cabbage Night. We called it Cabbage Night. That's weird. I never it was that. anyway. Anyway. I guess that's a Vermont thing. Yeah, um, and a Canadian thing, I Canadian, understand. Canadian, I guess, yeah. So, Mischief Night actually originally started as Halloween night. Yeah. And people would, it, it tended to be things that were done to the threshold of the house. Yeah. Like people would do, st- you know, like pranks, like nail the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, now, now that, bring, that harkens back a memory for me of of a mischief night stunt yeah uh, which i never did i heard about it yeah right <laughs> i heard uh-huh. about it where, where kids would go and get a paper bag and they they would gather dog feces dog poo right have you heard this one i have done it oh yeah i've heard it really? i've done it come i on, have come on and they take this big bag of dog crap it's got to be a paper bag no it's got to be paper yeah i mean it's like, and 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 go up to a house Hopefully, of somebody that you don't like, right. you know, I, think, I would think, <laughs> and put it by their door, and light light it on fire. <laughs> yeah, ring the doorbell, run away, laughing like a hyena, <laughs> and and hopefully the guy, you know, just just far and run run just far enough away so that they can't see you, but you can see them in in the porch light, you know, yeah. and, and they come out and they go, what the hell, you know, and stamp on it, and of course, what happens when you stamp on a big bag of dog crap? You know, there you go. So, so to me, that's the ultimate um, mischief night prank. I never did it. You, you say you did. I, maybe I don't know. I don't for you. First of all, first of do, all, do you have any friends that we can we can access and, 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 and just and, just go on my Facebook page. Okay. I am sure. So, if anybody that's still in contact with Eric was yeah. in on that prank with him, please please yeah. get a hold of us and let us know. Yeah. So, um, so what happened as a result of that was just it started getting out of control. You know, I mean, people were, were doing like real damage to people's houses. So, so to um, to keep that from happening, that's this is where the term trick or treat came. Yeah, out. people would put treats out by the threshold of the door of the house, so that kid, when the kids came along to you know to do their their dirty deeds, whatever they were. Um, they'd see the treat there and they'd say, oh, this is, this is a cool house. And then they wouldn't do anything bad. So that's where trick-or-treating actually we, originated from. We, so, so as a result of that, Mischief Night was then bumped back to the previous night, which is October 30th. 
So so they just did the they did they they did the nasty stuff the night before, you know. And then there's the tradition of the toilet paper and the shaving cream and the bag of. I have this horrible confession to make. Do and okay. What, what was it? What was the worst? Is that the worst thing you ever did? The dog? Oh, the dog do? Or? No, 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 it wasn't. Oh, no, you, have, it was you, have, not. you had more nefarious than that. We used we used to get bars of soap, and yeah. we used to write scary messages on people's windows. Yeah, I mean that's not that bad. That's not that bad. Yeah, we used to do that. We used to soap cars. It was called right. So and the then th- egg houses. Did you ever egg houses? Oh yeah. yeah, I egged houses and cars and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that for some reason. I had it in my head that I was going to, with the bar of soap, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, oh my God, on this person's house, I wrote, I wrote the word, I wrote the words big tits on this person's house, on the side of their house with soap. It was just soap. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't see it unless you looked really close to it. So the owner of the house, the next day when he saw this, he was furious. So he got some paint thinner or some turpentine or something. And he he tried to scrub out with the turpentine. So it the just highlighted it. It, it highlighted it. <laughs> nice, very nice. Yeah. Every so time, it was like neon, a neon sign, right? Every so who, who were you referring to? The daughter or the yeah, the, or the, yeah. The daughter had this nice yeah, parent. Yeah, well, I, I got you. Yeah, and it was my way of saying, "Hey, I like your boobs," like that. Right? Yeah, and I'm thinking that it probably did not get you a date with her. No, too bad. And the and the and the awful thing, the awful thing was. Every time I saw that, because the, the the owner of the house wanted to know who was responsible well, for sure, this. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Did anybody rat on you? Did you get ratted out? I don't think anybody ratted on me. Yeah, too bad. But it was there for years. Yeah, sweet. I would have thought he would have had, like, got a power blaster or something <laughs> to get that off of there. Oh, why? And it was like, it, it was like, it was not like it was a, like a stain. Like the, the, like the, the side of the house was like the stain. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, by using turpentine or paint thinner, whatever he used to scrub it out, turned it into a neon sign. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Here's this bare wood that just said "big tits." So, so did you did you become a legend after this, or among the adolescent boys Whoever, in town? Nobody else knew that it was me. Wow. So you kept quiet about it. You didn't tell. It was that? amazing listening to all the other people taking credit for what I did. Really, really, they were trying to. Trying to jump on that tra- on that train, huh? <laughs> wow, that's pretty funny, Eric. I I never I can't I can't say that I had anything that impressive. Yeah. Um, the the big the I and I never even did the dog dog do thing, but uh, mostly it was just soaping cars and yeah. toilet paper and you know kind of stuff that didn't and, really and have right. a real long lasting effect. Shaving cream. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't say. I mean, egging was. Probably not good for the house or the cars that you hit with it. You know, they no. probably didn't. Um, the thing, the thing that used to really bug me was when people would come and steal your pumpkin. And like, I remember one Smash morning, it, yeah. one morning I came out. This was a couple of days before Halloween. I had done, I had done this great huge pumpkin. You know, it was sure, really nice. Put sure. a lot of time into it. Came out in the morning and it was in the road, like yep. in, in nine billion pieces. And I, I was really. Really, really mad about that. I guess yeah. it was probably mischief night when that happened. But yeah, it was really, the night before Halloween. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was really a, drew a lot of anger from me. Yeah. 
I can tell but, you're still upset about it. I am. I, am. I, I, yeah. I can still remember going, walking out and seeing my beautiful pumpkin out there. And we're like, that was my first encounter with the cruelty of the human race, I guess. Really? Yeah. Well, not maybe that was my your first, first, but it was yeah. my big, my biggest one to date. At yeah, the, at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. But much bigger ones in my in my future, but um, that was traumatic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's there's yin and yang with Halloween. There's, yeah. there's good and bad, but mostly I have fun memories of it. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, and then it just has sort of turned into a yearly festival. Yeah. And people really, uh, I think it's mostly fun. I think people yeah. have fun with it. They enjoy it. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we associate with Halloween. Yeah. Um, that have a kind of a, a history. Like, for example, what, what's something you think of when you think of Halloween? Ghosts, witches. Okay. Well, witches, um, witches go way back mm-hmm. to, there, there was actually a female goddess back in the pagan times. Yeah. That was a crone. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when we think of a crone, we think of an old, nasty looking. Sure. Witch type of person. Right. You know? But originally the crone was just, a, was just an old lady. Right. Who um, during this festival, she would um, she had a cauldron. Yeah, she would stir the cauldron, and she had the power to to um, release souls that were coming back into the world, or or to take souls that had recently died and, and go through her cauldron. Now the cauldron represented the female womb, so it was like giving birth, or, yeah, you know, to to these new souls. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the tradition behind that, and that's where the witch thing came from. Yeah. Um, now, witches were traditionally old ladies yeah. that lived by themselves, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And they didn't have much money. Of old course. maids were, or old, whatever. Whatever, yeah. yeah. And the, tra- the tradition of them seeing them ride on brooms. Um, now, we last show, we kind we of, did talk we about kind of attributed that to Lilith, which right. may have some, there may be some credibility to that. Uh, but... There, there was a there was a minister who I, I don't know exactly what the time frame was for this, but I think it was like in the seventeen or eighteen hundreds, who was walking through the forest and saw a big group of people with a big bonfire going. Yeah, um, and there was a full moon there, mm-hmm. and, and he saw these ladies, um, people dancing around yeah. the fire, and they had sticks. Yeah, and it appeared to him that they were flying on the sticks. That's kind of cool. So, so that's kind of where that came from—the idea that witches. And then there's there was also a thing called witches ointment, um, which was an herbal mixture that they would rub on their bodies, and it supposedly gave them the ability to 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 fly. Yeah. So I don't know what that was, but probably had some some kind of anti something, something something yeah. mixed in there. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different possibilities for that whole thing. But um, but um, so yeah, so a lot of these things that we think of as Halloween things have a have a historical basis to this time of yeah, year. Like this the specific. colors, like the colors of Halloween. Yeah. Are oh well, the foliage. Well, in the orange and black. Yeah, the foliage. Yeah, well, the orange represents the harvest, uh-huh. the vegetables and stuff, and the black represents the death of the season. So yeah, so that's where orange and black comes from. What about the bat? Well, I mean the bat. I mean, can you think of a creepier creature? But is it, there's a there's a reason behind it. Well, let's hear it. Okay, well, there's a, there was a tra- tradition that said if if a bat flew around your house three times on Halloween, somebody was somebody was going to die. Oh, 
Right. Yeah. And then if a bat came in your house, that was like extremely bad luck. Wow. That would that would that would pretty much you know make your year pretty really pretty bad, bad huh? Really bad, yeah. Got to put a bad onus on your year. And then the black cat. You got the black cat. Yeah. Black cat came from um, the the thinking that witches had familiars. Yeah. That was like kind of an animal that um, sort of brought them power. And, and so that I, would be that would be a black cat. Was a black cat, right? So that's where that came. That tradition of a yeah. black cat crossing your path, and that's not just Halloween, but but yeah. the black cat is a Halloween symbol. Yeah. Um. What are some other things? Oh, the spider. Yeah, spider again was a, was said to be the witch's familiar. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of that. animals that were supposed to be yeah. the witch's familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are some other things? Halloween things you can think of? Oh, jeez. I mean, the whole thing with ghosts and poltergeists and stuff like that, that all is associated, like, I mean, haunted houses yeah. are associated, yeah. that you know. Comes, that comes with, a, I think, the thinning of the veil. Right. Kind of and, I mean, all these spooky things you think about has right. all been saved and sort of, like, dumped on mm-hmm. on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, but I think, I mean, like I said, there's something to this time of year. There is, there is some kind of magic out there that we do seem to, I don't know if enjoy is the right word. But no, there I, think is. We, I think there's some degree of pleasure that yeah. I think pleasure I think people derive pleasure from fear yeah you know I mean look at Stephen King's metal nice career yeah. on it, based on it you know so you're going to bring this up so you know what's what? next what I gotta I gotta ask you because we are we are getting to that time of that we time. are it went fast yeah uh, so I gotta ask you Walt okay go ahead and ask me um, ask me anything Eric I might not answer but Okay. Um, where were you on the afternoon of November 22nd, 1963? No, that's not the question I want to ask you. Oh, I was in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> George Bush and I were hanging out. <laughs> By the picket fence. Right, right, on the grassy knoll. Scariest movie that you've seen in the past year? Because I know that we've done other shows about the scary movies, period, but... The scariest movie that you've seen in the past year, but you can't say Exorcist because we just done done a whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh? In the in the past year. Now is this a new movie or something? Uh, yeah, whatever you've seen in the past year that people would love to be able to go and watch this weekend for Halloween. Um, uh, I can't say that I've seen that many scary movies now that I think about it. Um, put me on the spot here now. I like the, uh, not a, it's not a movie, but I like the new Exorcist show. That's that's really yeah. You're talking along. about that. That's, that's really good. I'm waiting I for it to really be done encur- so I can encourage people to watch that. I'm it's waiting really really well done. I'm waiting for it to be done so I can binge watch it. They they took the concept of the Exorcist and they <clears throat> they riffed on it. Yeah. And and one of the things that this is a spoiler alert, I guess to a degree, but one of the th- one of the concepts that they're using is the fact that. There are clusters of of these demons that yes. that um, possess people. Yep, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a thought that I never really had entertained before. That that there there's a, there could be an area where there's all of these possessions yeah. you know, taking place. So it's kind of a epidemic. Yeah, of possession, which yep. is kind of scary in itself when you start thinking yep. about that. I mean, one's bad enough. You know, one possessions. Nasty enough yep. without having a whole bunch of them. Yep. This um, best. Oh, go ahead. Now, I have to say, 
not this is not recent, but the movie Halloween is 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 right up there. The, ori- mean, the original movie. or the remake? No, the original. Yeah, original Halloween. I, I went to see that in the theater. Originally. Right. And the guy next to me. Um, now this this at this time this was a new concept of the the of slasher the, uh, the yeah. slasher kind of movie. Where, yeah. Where, and when you think about the premise of it, uh, Michael Meyer was. He was really kind of coming back from the dead. You know, yeah. he, he had been put in this home and he was sort of asylum. Out of, he was out of commission, you know. Yeah. And he escaped right right before Halloween yeah. and he came back to the town where he had done his, his dirty deeds and 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 uh the the, the monster, the uh, Michael he was scary. I mean he was, oh, yeah. he was big and he had that mask and he was, yeah. had the coveralls and and he would sort of appear and disappear and he, yeah. you know, he kind of knew where he was gonna be and yeah. you know, it was a great I mean, John Carpenter hit it. I mean that's one of the scariest movies I've seen. It really is, and because it was fresh, it was new at the time. Now there's been umpteen remakes and Slasher sequels, films. and you know it's it's almost passe now. Yeah, but at the time it was a, it was a fresh concept. Then he had that music, that, yeah, which, which I think we're gonna is gonna be our that's, bumper that's music our bumper for the music day. for this week. And it just it just got you. It was just the guy. I remember the guy sitting next to me <clears throat> was I, I. He was a friend of mine, but. He wasn't a real aficionado of horror. I mean, I had right, seen, at right. that point, it was, you know, I was a real horror fan. I had seen yeah, every horror movie yeah. there was. And and I talked, he and his wife and, and my, my current wife, uh, or my now wife, ex-wife, yeah. now ex-wife were there. And, and they were all like scared shitless. You know? Yeah. And and he, I remember he his his legs were like tapping the whole the whole movie like yeah like he was so nervous and I thought he was yeah. gonna I thought he was gonna pee his pants yeah you know? um I just loved it I just yeah. thought it was like the best thing yeah. at the time and I still think that's right up there for me with, with yeah. really I mean it was groundbreaking and, and really scary um, it's been done so much now it's sort of it's now softened it a little bit yeah you know? but, it's not but as but terrifying at the time it was. Uh, and there's, I, I mean, there's probably maybe five really scary movies I would say, like in my Hall of Fame. Right. You know, Aliens, one of them. That's like the that's original the Alien. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like horror in space. Yeah. You know, uh, that's that's right up there for me. Yeah. Um, and of course, The Exorcist is you know huge. Yeah. On that list. What about you? What, this pa- this past weekend we saw this movie, and I'm writing a review for it right now for for our main site. Um, it's called The Witch. And oh, I it, saw that. And, I saw that. And I love the way how it just built up the tension. I don't I don't want to give anything away. No. No. Don't. But it really it, it it's a it's a it's psychological horror. Yeah, it is, and it kind of keeps you guessing. I, a, I have to say it didn't work that well for me, but but that's just me. Yeah. But it slowly yeah. built up towards the end yeah. and you were like, yeah. oh, you should have saw that coming. Mm. It was it really yeah. it really yeah. worked. It, it's kind of like again, you know, one, one of the main concepts of horror, of a horror story, is the crucible. Mm-hmm. The crucible is that the characters are sort of locked into a situation and they yeah. can't really get out of it. Whether yeah. it's a, whether it's whether the locks are psychological, yeah, or physical, yeah. Like like in Alien, the crucible was the spaceship. Right, you're trapped on yeah. a spaceship with this horrible alien creature. Um, in this case, the the family was out. They they were uh, shunned, yeah, from the village. So they were kind of out on their own in um, what had been like late sixteen hundreds. Yeah, it was like sixteen fifty, um, like when the Puritans were yeah were doing their thing. So that was kind of cool. 
You know, and it's the same concept with the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Which the original I thought I thought was incredibly scary. Yeah. Um, they, again, they were they were in this crucible because they went camping. Um, and they lost the map. Well, and they were they were, yeah they got locked into this woods that they yeah. couldn't get out of. Yeah. So it's it's that's that's a standard um, thing that you know, yeah. that, that horror writers use to. You know, they, they, you know, it's like a horror, like a haunted house. Yeah, you know? and and you, and you mentioned mm-hmm. haunted house. I do. Yesterday, I finished this book called Paranormal Intruder, and I'll put a link up to our, uh, in our show page. Mm-hmm. Where's a family in in uh, in England who are living on this house, and it was built on the property that used to be where a witch's coven used to have mm. uh, all of their that'll do it celebrations and sacrifices. And uh, they had a, a, a series of exorcists and blessings, and and uh, and uh, there was a spirit called Philip. They called it Philip that would follow them around, and they were most active in, for whatever reason, British pubs in the in the neighborhood. Like Philip would follow them and do hmm. do tricks. It's well, supposed to probably, be. He was probably looking for a pint. Probably. Can yeah. you blame him? No, I can't blame him. And the the entire notion is that it would it just kept escalating. The terror just kept escalating, and I think that was what. Not to give the book away, I think I think that this is like one of those things where it's like Walt has to read this. It's like when I got done with it, I was like Walt would really enjoy mm. this. Mm. The entire notion. What's it called? It's called Paranormal Intruder. Hmm. And sounds good. It's it's a, it's a nonfiction book, and it documents this family trying to cope with living in a haunted house and what do you do where do you go and like the like whatever they do they can sleep at the in-laws but sooner or later they're going to have to go back to this house that they own right i mean you're making mortgage payments on a house that you can't live in yeah it's tough that's tough yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think the best for me the best haunted house in literature is the marsden house yeah um that that stephen king created that yeah um in salem's lot yeah uh, ooh, boy, that was a scary house. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I could just—I was just—I mean, I was there when he was describing it. You know, yeah, we had a house in my town that was very similar to that. There was an old yeah. guy that lived in it, and there was all rumors about him being whatever. You know, mm. all kinds of different stuff. Right. His name was Clarky. His name was something Clark, and they called right. him Clarky. And, and he was like a creepy guy, you know. And, and a he, creepy he had this old, old house that he never fixed up, and yeah. it was all junk laying around and stuff. And, yeah. And the whole thing is, you know, kids would dare each other to, to like go up on and knock on his. We door all and had and that. And we stuff all like had that, that. You know, and he'd come to the door and like yell at kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was that kind of a house that you just knew it was haunted. I mean, it had to be haunted. There was nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And we used to throw eggs at it and stuff. You know, like we were talking about. Yeah. Wow, um, so that's to you know that Marsden house boy. That guy, a guy had hung himself in there, and yeah. if you went in, you know, in this in the book, uh, they talked this kid to going in there, and he saw the he saw the the body hanging there, it was yeah, all, all green and everything, you know. So that was yeah, that's pretty fair. Stephen King's good at that. He he's really good at visceral horror. He, yeah, he really gets under your skin. Yeah, he's good at describing. It. I don't think they really do his books justice in the in the movies though. Yeah, I, I always wonder about that. They never seem to get it. Um, get it right. Yeah. It, it always comes across. To, I, I think because it's so good on the written page, that yeah. it's really hard to duplicate that. Yeah, you know, uh, it always. It, a lot of times, it ends up just being kind of hokey or campy or something. Yeah, and it, it just doesn't work. No, I don't it know doesn't. why that is. It's unfortunate because yeah. you would think they could make a 
drop dead horror movie out of right. some of his books. Right. You know? I guess the closest thing, The Shining, is is now considered a classic. I know it got bad reviews when it first yeah. came out, but Kubrick, but Kubrick did his whole a whole new different spin on that. He, yeah. He um, we could probably do a whole show on The Shining, but um, that's a great book. I think that's one of King's best books yeah. actually. And and actually, the movie is really not necessarily in keeping with the way right. he wrote the book. And he he really didn't even like the movie when it came out. I, yeah. I read. And I was disappointed because the book was so so awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, but it's now become the more I've seen it, the, the yeah. more appreciation I have for what Kubrick did with it. Yeah. And, you want to go old school? What you know? What what were the MGM movies? What what was your favorite? Was it The Wolfman? I mean, oh, I, you well, mean the I old? Loved, oh, the old old Universal, the old monster. Yeah, Universal. The, I said this on another podcast where I was a guest host, the uh, Diesel Powered uh, Podcast. Um, the the entire notion of of Frankenstein, the Mary mm-hmm. Shelley's Frankenstein, right. which is a landmark book. La- it's a yeah. it's an incredible book. It's, it's probably it's the first. Classic, it's yeah. and and what they tried to do with the with with the movie Frankenstein. Okay, the 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 beast, the creature, mm-hmm. the creature is not the monster. Right, the, the tables t- are turned, sort of. Yeah. The monster, the monster is Doctor Frankenstein, because right. he's screwing right. on the entire notion. Whether it's in the book, or he's messing with nature, he's messing with nature. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, is that he comes up with this idea of, I'm going to create this thing. I'm going to, I'm going mm. to reanimate life using body parts. Using body parts, so he brings this thing to life. And then he literally shuns it and abandons it for the next stage of his experiments mm. in with bringing mm. back to life. And next time I'm going to do it bigger, better, faster, stronger. And if I do it with a woman, I'll do it even sexier. Right. And that was that whole idea. Ride. And so the monster is like, well, what, I mean, the creature is, well, what about me? You know, what's the purpose of my life? Mm-hmm. What, what am I here and, for? And, and does something like that actually have a soul? Yeah, you know, it's been created from, you know, cast cast off body parts. You know, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of really philosophical tenets to that. And there's so many movie. other versions of Frankenstein. You don't even know and, it. And it really started the the whole question of how far do we go with science? Yeah. You know, with cloning and that kind of. What's the know, one step too far? Way back. When did she write that? It was like the late 1800s, I think, I think so. or something, yeah. right? Because then you have all the stuff that Poe wrote, yeah. Um, which you another know, author, which, are, which I ever. think is a lot of has a lot of bearing on what we think of now as Halloween, yeah, you know, with the Raven and yeah. spoke the ray, um, the yeah. Raven and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, literature has really had a big impact on on horror, and but I, I have to I have to go with Dracula still. I, I got to go with, with Bella Lugosi. With Bella Lugosi, I got to yeah. go with that. That that just creeped me out when I was about. Eight nine years old, just this creepy guy. Oh man, yeah. you know I could barely watch that. I, I was so creeped out by him. Yeah, you know? and he fit the bill. I mean, he he was a creepy dude. Yeah, you know? he didn't have a great career after Dracula, but no, I mean, that was his big. That's thing, it, you know. Um, and then the werewolf. I mean, I, I loved that werewolf too. When he when he would turn, you know, mm-hmm. when the when the hair would start coming out of his feet yeah. and everything, and and Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Werewolves of London. So, you know, it's a toss up, but I, I still have to go with Dracula. I mean, I, Frankenstein, yeah. good. Werewolf, very good. 
Dracula really, but, really did it to but me. But I will really, tell really you. I will tell you. And the mummy. After the mummy, the mummy got me too. I will tell you that if you're going to do Frankenstein and do Frankenstein right with the classic movie, you have to watch The Bride of Frankenstein after watching the original Frankenstein to get the real message of what yeah. Mary Shelley was trying to say. Yeah, Elsa, people, Elsa Lancaster. Are you people? The bride. There are people who say that The Bride of Frankenstein is actually better than the original Frankenstein. Well, I can, yeah, I can see that. Uh, which is unusual for kind of a remake or a yeah, sequel. Yeah, a sequel, yeah. Well, she had that hair with the lightning yeah. bolts going through. She had the original punk hair or whatever. That was awesome. Whatever was going on with that. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, she was, she was not digging, digging Frank. Yeah. She didn't dig him. Yep, I he hear you. He was created for, or yeah. she was created for him, but, you yeah. know, it, it sort of has some, it sort of has some Adam and Eve kind of That's exactly what it had. Too, and, That's and maybe exactly. Adam and Lilith. Al, it had, it was more Adam and Lilith Yeah, than which we Adam talked about on the previous yeah. show that we yeah. just said. There was some, there's some real, really underpinnings to that story. She, yeah. She nailed that. I don't know where she got that from. It was, it was a contest that they had. There, weren't they, st- there were a bunch of writers were staying yeah. um, with... With Percy uh, Shelley, right? Yeah, and and they had a, they had a short story contest for the weekend or something, and she yeah. came up with that. Yeah, scared uh, the fuck. She, she must have scared the hell out of everybody. She must have been possessed or something. Yeah, but yeah, she so was, was tuned good. into something. So if you had to pick your all-time monster, what what would it be? My all-time monster. Yeah, scary monster. Scary monster. Oh my god, oh, that's a tough one. There's so many good ones. Um. See, I don't, I what, don't, what brings the, the the quickest visceral reaction for you, even now? Like, if you were in a dark room and you and something came on um, the TV, what, what would what would get you? You know what would really let me think here? I, I mean, it, it would be it would be too obvious to say the like the original Alien movie, mm-hmm. Ridley Scott's first Alien movie. That's too obvious. Yeah. Um, what really freaked me out when I was a kid was they had a double feature on the movie channel. The Omen and then Damien, Omen Part 2. Mm. The whole thing with, you know, lost books of the Bible and the Antichrist. That yeah. scared the yeah. sh- that's, yeah. that That scared me something awful. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was home alone when I saw that. Yeah, those are good movies, too. Those are, those yeah. are scary. You know, yeah. the, whole, the whole, whole idea of, a, of an Antichrist and that kind of yeah. concept. But, but to me, the... The real visceral scares were the were the um, universal ones. Really, you know? Yeah, I, I just thought they were maybe because I because I was a kid and I was impressionable. By right. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, you know, they were so scary that I could almost not watch, but I had to watch. You yeah. Know, I couldn't. I could not look away. You know. You know, you <clears throat> you we have we've given kudos to Stephen King, not Stephen King, John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm. But I think it's a great movie. There's another movie. There's another movie that I think is even more terrifying. The thing. The the original the the, or the the remake the the nineteen eighties version yeah of the thing yeah with Kurt Russell Kurt Russell that's a great movie that's, that is it's very scary and the it's thing is scary. is that you don't know which of us until it starts to morph which is mm-hmm. the which is the which is the evil creature and it could be anyone well that's the that's the real scary thing you don't really know who it is yeah you know who, who's got it in them you know yeah. And then they have that test where they take the blood yeah. and the blood like squeals when it's when it's going. Yeah. Out. And then when the when the dog turns into the yeah, you know, that was 
That was awesome. That, that was really that, good. That was, that just was such very a, good. Yeah. That was good. That was John Carpenter, too. Huh? Yeah, did such a great job on yeah, that. Yeah, he, he did. He's, he's made some really good movies. Yeah. Uh, That's the one, though. I think that it's like, that is the one movie. He made some bad that, movies, too. His latter career. Is, I, I, he, he made a movie called Asylum recent, not too long ago. That was uh, really just bad. awful. Just yeah. horrible. I don't know. Yeah. How, how do you make a movie like Halloween or The Thing and then make something so bad? You would think it would some there'd be some carryover. Well, know? it's a, it's the it's the terrible. it's the George Lucas factor. George Lucas made his best movies when he was a collaborator. Yeah, but when he tried yeah. to do everything himself. Well, I guess that's true. There's something yeah. to be said for that. Or maybe yeah. you just have so much and you use it up and that's it. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like when somebody writes a hit song and then everything after that is garbage. So yeah. How do you figure that? You know. Yeah. There's. I just hit it right, I guess, for yeah. some reason. But, That's it. Yeah, I've, I've got to say, now, here's a, here's a trivia question. The original thing. The original thing. Yeah. Who was the monster? Do you know what actor? I should know this. I don't think I do, though. James Arness. Really? Yeah. Who was James Arness, for the people who... Oh, everybody knows who James there. Arness well, was. I don't know if everybody Gunsmoke? Does. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall, Marshall Dillon. That's amazing. Yeah, that was one of his first roles. He was... The, yeah. And that, and, the, and the movie itself was... I mean, it was done in like the early 50s, right? Yeah. Uh, 1950s. Sometime in the 1950s. I think it was early because it was... The effects were like really cheesy. Yeah. You look at, back at it now. But uh, it was it was a cool concept when you think about that of an alien ship crashing in the Arctic and, yeah. and you know, being sort of... Sleep. They also did that in the X Files. Yeah, yeah, late, much later. Yeah, uh, X Files had some good, good material. Yeah, like, no, it as, was in its heyday. As as a as a series, the scariest series that I, there's no other TV series that really got under my skin like yeah, X Files. Yeah, I know. I used to love when that it was on. It was on Friday nights. It was right? on Friday nights. And they and moved and to you Sunday hear, nights. And you hear the music. Yeah, on, the, the the theme music. Yeah, which was good. Yeah, X Files was good. There's been some. Most TV shows are, are kind of hokey with yeah. horror stuff, you know. But the the really really good horror movies are few and far between. They really are. I think most of it is yeah. just kind of, eh. especially if you've seen a lot of them, you kind of almost know yeah. what to expect. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. That's it. We we got, we got a pretty good pretty good show in today. I think. Yeah, we got we got covered uh, covered the. The history of Halloween and and brought it up to, yeah. to modern days. Yeah, and who knows what it's going to turn into. Yeah, and, um, and we should give people a preview. We are already working on next week's show. I don't think we're going to tell you what it is, but it's it's going to be a bit of a departure of the supernatural stuff that we've we've mm, been doing lately. Well, with Halloween, you almost have to do that. Right, to go there. right. How can you not? Yeah, like address Halloween. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, we could. We could have something startling coming your way. You never know. Yeah, always. So everybody have a good Halloween. Enjoy yourself. Get, yeah. get dressed up and have fun. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, and if you need any help, you know, I was going to crack a joke, but I'm not going to do that. Happy Halloween. I was going to say something. If you need any help hiding the bodies, call Walt at 1-800. I was going to do a Halloween joke, but why, why witches can't have babies? <laughs> Their husbands have Halloweenies. Yeah. <laughs> Too hooky. I think everybody's heard that one. Too corny. I, know. I think everybody's heard that I in know, second grade. I know, I know, I know. All right. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained and supernatural phenomenon and is dedicated to you people, our listeners. 
You can learn more about us by going to our webpage, metaphysicalpodcast.com. There you will find links to this episode's show page with links to more information on this podcast's topics. Also, the metaphysicalpodcast.com, you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter handle, past episodes, and links to our iTunes and Player FM accounts. That's also a great portal for you to contact us and let us know if you'd like to be guests on our show. Just drop us a line with a quick summary of what you'd like to talk about or promote and means of getting back in touch with you. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. Until next time, keep your chins up and your fedoras on. The autumnal sumner, um, the autumnal, what the hell is the word? Solace? on Soul, yeah. Is um, that what it is? Winter solstice. No, solstice. the autumnal, um, equinox. equinox. The autum- equinox, autumnal. Right. <laughs>